Welcome to the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show, where we talk all things fantasy football. From player news, rankings, projections, and even trade advice. Everything to help you win your fantasy football league. And now, your hosts, Bob Miller and Tommy Harvey. What is going on, everyone? And welcome back to another episode of the Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show. I'm your host, Bob Miller. You can follow me at DynastyBobFF on Twitter. Over here, we've got Tommy Harvey. You can follow him at Dynasty Pros Tom. Uh, Tommy, brother, week four is behind us, my friend. And um, there's a lot to talk about, man. A lot. Um, there always is. It really, really is. Really, really is. But this last week, man, there was a lot of letdowns and a lot of surprises. Um, so let's uh, let's first let's kind of, let's get into some of the latest NFL news. Um, sure. I'm going to let you kind of take that away real quick while I share all this on Twitter, man. Yeah, absolutely. I guess the best thing to do is just get right on into it. Um, the biggest news of, of the weekend was uh, obviously Javante Williams towards ACL in the game on Sunday. Um, just Obviously, terrible, terrible, terrible news for him and anybody who who has him on their on their team. Um, yeah. Obviously, real life takes takes more precedence. So we you know we wish him the best. Hope he gets better soon. Um, <clears throat> the Broncos did sign Lat Murray off the Saints practice squad um, to kind of pair him with Melvin Gordon. It looks like um, I know Mike Boone's kind of getting a little bit of a buzz around him, but. Um, I would uh, I would say Latin Murray is probably going to be the guy that that shares time with with Melvin Gordon there. Um, Kenny Pickett debuted. Uh, that was a pretty big deal, also. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Through th- through three interceptions, which isn't good, but he ran for two touchdowns, so that uh that kind of kept him out of the uh, out of the zero range. Um, he he actually got promoted to a QB one today, so they're really looking for a spark there in Pittsburgh and. Does that let me ask you this? Let me cut you off right there. Yeah. Does that worry you as a as an owner of of Najee Harris? I mean, Najee Harris, I mean, a lot of running back owners out there are, are freaking out. You know, your your McCaffrey owners are kind of back and forth. Jonathan Taylor owners right now are ready to jump off of a friggin' bridge. Najee sure. Harris has kind of had an up and down season through these first four weeks. And now you got friggin' Kenny Pickett coming in and vulturing touchdowns. I mean, it's two TDs he took. Is that something yeah. that we need to worry about moving forward? I'm not necessarily worried about that. I mean, if if Trubisky had been in the game, he may have vultured them too. I mean, Trubisky can can move a little bit also. So I wouldn't be too too terribly worried about. It. Matter of fact, I'd probably lean on on the side that Najee Harris is going to get a little bit of a bump because of this. <clears throat> um, bringing a rookie quarterback, and I, you know, I I would say that they may rely more on the running game. Yeah. Um. Another another debut on on Sunday, Bailey Zappi for the if the Patriots came in through a touchdown. Your boy, yeah, your boy, you've been talking about him. Yeah, Bailey Zappi came in through through a touchdown. Um, I would assume he'll probably play this weekend. Um, Horger looks like he's probably going to be out again, so um, fire Zappi up. Uh, he uh, he uh, had a really prolific college career, and I don't see why he. Couldn't do a little bit of damage here in the NFL, too. Um, Tua is going to be out this week. Uh, he, he's still in concussion protocol, which is 
which is a good thing. He needs to be out this week. They they, they don't need to, to rush him back at all. I I, I, I may would, would lean on the side of of giving him a couple weeks off, to be honest with you. Um, that was pretty nasty. Um, those uh, the last couple of weeks for, for him. Um, yeah. I, I don't see how anybody could justify him coming back in last week. Um, and then to put him out four days later to, just to expose him to another hit like that is um, – you might want to check your uh, phone there. I think uh, ESPN just notified you of something there. <laughs> no, that was, that was my computer. I got the ESPN app on my computer. I don't, I don't even know what, what it was going on. <laughs> um, yeah. uh, Cordero Patterson was placed on IR with a knee injury, so he'll be out at, he'll be at, out at least four games. Um, so uh, I'm, such a big, I'm a Cordero Patterson guy, man. I, I, mean, like, he is, I like CP. He, yeah, you know, he's helped my fantasy teams so much last year and this year. I was not afraid to take him. I mean, obviously, we're a dynasty website over at dynastyprosfootball.com. You know, we're all about it. He's not really a dynasty asset. Right, he's 31 years old. Yeah, but he's just such a useful guy, and he can really help while some of those younger guys kind of learn their place and, and, you know, develop. So I love being able to plug in Cordero Patterson and just reaping the benefits there. No one wanted to fool with him this year. You got him at such a great deal in drafts and, you know, in the offseason, if you made a trade for him, people were just ready to move off of him. He was so basically free for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, so that kind of stinks. You know, you're you're going to be looking at probably a, a, a running back by committee there uh, with uh, Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley and whoever else they decide to bring in there. Um, uh, Jonathan Taylor looks like he um, he could play this week. They're they're pretty optimistic about that w- with his ankle injury. Um, so they're they're hoping he'll he'll be ready to go. Um, yeah, yeah, we'll see. We'll if, see uh, how it, yeah. if if not, then you'll be looking at at guys like Naheem Hines who you know and um, uh, Philip Lindsay. Guys like mm-hmm. that, you know, could, could yeah. potentially kind of take that role this week if he if he's not available. Um, How about your boy Dak? How's well, Dak doing? Well, Jerry Jones said that his grip is not uh, good enough at the at the moment. Uh, he has not he has not rolled him out yet, but um, as of right now, he his grip on the football isn't isn't where they wanted at. Um, so he he. Looking like he may, he probably won't play this week. Um, even though he hasn't been ruled out yet, I would say he's probably pretty doubtful. Yeah, and that kind of stinks. I mean, I was kind of optimistic and hoping maybe he'd roll out there. But, man, if he can't grip a football, he can't grip a football. You know, right, it's, right. Gonna, you know, it makes me wonder, if he can't grip that football now, is he going to be ready maybe next week? You know, well, he also just had surgery. I mean, it it definitely takes definitely takes some time to get back to where he wants to be, I'm sure. And, you know, as a DAC owner, I am so ready for him to get out there because absolutely, you know, I didn't grab, uh, I didn't grab the backup there in Dallas. Um, you know, I'm just kind of rolling with some other players, which has been serviceable, but yeah, certainly Dak is such any, you know, a top tier asset to have. So it, it, we're, we're ready for him to get back out there. Well, so, um, and the good thing for whenever Dak comes back is, is he'll have not only CD lamb, but Michael Gallup is back now too. So He's got more of a full complement of of weapons to be able to use. Yeah. Um, yeah. Last little bit of news here: um, the Cardinals released Andy Isabella today. Mm. Not that that's going to you know really make or break anybody, but um, if you had him on your team for some odd reason, um, 
super, super deep leagues. Yeah, you, uh, you may be pretty safe to uh, to drop them or, I guess, hold on to them in hopes that somebody else picks them up. I guess Greg Dortch showed them enough, right? Yeah, sure. Why not? <laughs> Why not? Yeah. With his one catch for six yards the other day. Yeah. All right. Well, that's some good stuff. I think that covers as far as some of the news um, around football this week and a lot of stuff that affects your fantasy football teams. And, you know, and before we get into some of our uh, our studs and our duds, you know, we want to remind everyone to go check us out over at DynastyProsFootball.com. Um, got tons of stuff there. We've got the latest Dynasty rankings, Superflex rankings, IDP rankings, Devi rankings. We've got trade value charts for all of that. IDP, Devi trade value charts. You know, if you're in a Superflex league, we have those trade values on those quarterbacks. Even if you're in a tight end premium league, we have an extra boost for some of those tight ends, depending if it's one tight end or tight end premium. So um, be sure to go check us out there. And if you're watching us over on Facebook, if you're watching us on Twitter, if you're watching us on YouTube, be sure to go over on YouTube. If you have any fantasy football questions, you can go on YouTube right now, comment with your questions. We'll get them on the air. We'll answer your questions live uh, during this episode. So uh, be sure to jump on there and uh, hit us up if you have any, any concerns or anything. So uh all right, so that was a shameless plug there for the website. Now let's move on to some of the studs and duds. Tommy, man, let's see here. I, I'm going to tell you what. I, I had a league, um, a work league, where I lost. Uh, I was so upset, man. Uh, quarterback, there was a quarterback run middle of the draft, and I, was, I had, I had uh, Jalen Hurts right there about to fall in my lap, and he got sniped one pick before me. So I panicked a little bit. I didn't like the quarterback options after after that, so I ended up taking um, oh gosh, our boy out of San Francisco. Well, I'm a you know Trey Lance. It took Trey Lance against my judgment. I, I would not be a, a Trey Lance owner. I'm not a big big believer in him right now, at least. Oh, and um, yeah, I got nothing out of him, and then obviously we lose him for the season. However. Jared Goff was on the waiver wire and I went and snagged him right up and man, how happy am I? I mean, this guy's playing at like an elite level right now. He was yeah. missing Amon Ross St. Brown. My guy, that's my dude right there. And he's missing Char him and still put up incredible numbers. 26 for 39 at 378 yards, man, mm -hmm. four touchdowns. He did have a pick, but who care? I mean, he had four TDs, man. And, and, you know, TJ Hawkinson blew up. I mean, it, you know, Josh Reynolds had a hell of a game, which who I picked up in a lot of leagues as well and pl had to plug him in because I, I just had no choice. Man, what do we expect? I mean, what do we think about Jared Goff here? I mean, he's looking like an every week starter. I mean, you would have thought this week might have been the week that he kind of put up a dud, but I had no choice but to roll him out there. Um, and, and, and man, like loving it. Loving what I'm getting out of him. He had 41 fantasy points uh, Sunday, bro. Are we uh, are we sticking with him? I mean, yeah. Do kind you of, think? I mean, kind of craziest stat of the day here. Uh, kind of a little bit of crazy stat of the day. Um, the Lions have scored the most points in the NFL yet. They're yes. Three. Yes, they're averaging like 35 points a game, but I think they're giving up like 35.8 or something yeah, weird right. like that. And that yeah. is uh, that is the like such a lion's stat. I can't yeah. even tell you, you know, just uh, finding new ways to lose games. Just 
I mean, and think about how heartbreaking some of those games are. They've had some real heartbreakers over yeah. the last couple of years. Well, you know? when you play no defense, you're going to have to score a lot of points, which they do, I guess. But they're just always going to be in shootouts. So golf is definitely a guy to uh, to keep and play. You know what I'm wondering about golf, and I mean, is it crazy to think like you didn't draft him? As, I mean, I. I doubt many people drafted him as their starter unless they were in a super flex league. Right. And they had no choice. But if you're like in a one quarterback league and you have him, he was probably a backup. You know, I mean, my situation's a little different, but it's fairly rare. I mean, if you were a Trey Lance owner, then yeah. Um, but I mean, does this enable you to say like if I'm a Matt Stafford owner and I've got Jared Goff, or Jared Goff's on the waiver wire. I mean, dare I say, go pick up Jared Goff and maybe shop Matthew Stafford? Or are there some quarterbacks that you can think of just really off the top of your head that you would possibly shop and and plug and, and just plug in Jared Goff for the rest of the year? I mean, uh, there's some guys that if you drafted Justin Fields as your QB one, definitely. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, I would say uh, another one is uh, if you have Jameis Winston, if if he is. For some reason, your starting quarterback. Um, I don't know why he would be, but if he is for some reason, then uh, definitely him. Um, see more guys. Uh, Kirk Cousins. I'm I'm just not I'm I'm just not a big Kirk Cousins guy. I just I, I don't think he's very good. Um, and golf is playing so much better. Um, I get it. Cousins has Thielen and Jefferson, but um, the way the way. Um, some stupid horn was blown in the background there. <laughs> I heard that. The way golf is playing right now, I think he's almost a must start. Unless you have like a Patrick Mahomes or a Josh Allen or a, you know, Jalen Hurts or, you know, somebody along those lines. I I think you almost have to start golf at this point. I, how can you not? I mean, as hot as he is right now, the, the, you know, this elite football he's playing. I mean, yeah, you got to you got to roll him out there and and, and just. And, and it's only going to get better for him when he gets, you know, St. Brown back, which looks like he'll probably get him back this week. And then you've got Jamison Williams, who's starting to get a little closer and closer to debuting. Um, Another guy who, who, I would start golf, who I would start golf over is uh, Aaron Rodgers. Mm, you know, kind of yeah. weird to say that, but Rodgers really isn't just lighting the world on fire, and golf is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, you know, I, I'm not an Aaron Rodgers guy. Um, it, it's been a while, um, and especially this year. I mean, he'll have some decent games, but um, he's not going to be the elite quarterback play like he always has been. And right now, you know, Matthew Stafford, who was an elite quarterback last year, is not looking that great. Now, listen, he played San Fran last night. San Francisco always plays them tough. Um, but the lack of – I mean, just chemistry with Allen Robinson. Um, yeah. Well, let's also not forget he's 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 going through that elbow issue, and I, it's not going to get any better. Yeah. But um, you know, it's just something to kind of you know concern yourself. But like I said, if I'm a if I have Jared Goff, you know, I think I wouldn't have a problem rolling him out there as a starter and trading someone like Stafford, trading sure. Aaron Rodgers, trading Justin Fields. Some of those guys, you know, like you said, uh, you know, a Kirk Cousins, um, you know, that's probably some of the guys. I mean, other than that, Russell Wilson. Yeah, 
I mean, you can let somebody else go down with the ship with Russell Wilson and think, you know, hey, listen, uh, you know, he's gonna he's gonna turn it around with those wide receivers, whatever. I mean, you could very well be rolling out there with Jared Goff and Geno Smith, and you're winning games. You know what I'm yeah. saying? It's pretty wild. That is you know, who would have thought you would have ever said that? Speaking um, of speaking of, uh, of of old Geno, he uh, he had a really good game the other day too. I mean, it, boy, it was did. it was the same game. So pretty much everybody in in that one particular game had a great game. Yeah, um, Geno Smith, twenty three of 30, 320 yards, two touchdowns, but seven carries for another 49 yards and a touchdown on the ground. That is elite numbers right there. He's uh, everything they wished Russell Wilson would be. <laughs> right, right. Everything Russell Wilson was three years ago is what Geno Smith did on Sunday. Yeah. Um, 35.7 points on the on the day. You take that all day long. Oh, gosh, 35 fantasy points out of Geno Smith. Oh, that's just wonderful. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah, Gino's another guy. You know, I've got him in like the Scott Fish Bowl, and I've got him in a couple of leagues. I just took a flyer just to have that backup in a super flex. Dude, I'm rolling him out there. Like, I'm playing him right now. Um, I'm starting him. And, you know, in some of those leagues where I took like Carson Wentz or took like Aaron Rodgers or something, like <laughs> Gino Smith has been my starter. And I-, I was able to reap the benefits of those 35 fantasy points the other day. And I'm just hoping it keeps going. I mean, obviously we're not going to expect 30 points out of him every week, but man, if I can get 20 out of him all day, all day, yeah, you know, and he just seems to be getting better and he's found something there in, in Seattle, um, more power to him, man. I'm happy for him. Right. Um, Justin Herbert balled out a little bit, man, 340 yards. He had a couple of touchdowns, he even had four carries for a whole whopping negative five yards. So you know, he had 25 fantasy points and right. I'll take that. I will yeah. take that. Most definitely. Um, of course, you know, Justin Herbert is a, is a stud. You're always, you're always throwing him in the, in there. You know, he's, he, he's a top three quarterback, uh, no yeah. doubt. There's not a whole there's not a whole lot of reason to to really waste your time talking about them. Um, no, you're, you're really, you're, really. You're, you're just basically talking about everything that everybody knows about already. Yeah, we're um, not going to have to sell Justin Herbert to you. And right. the same thing with Tom Brady. You know, yeah, yep, Tom Brady looked like Tom Brady on on Sunday, uh, which he, he had, which he hadn't been for the first few games. Um, you know, granted that a lot of that was a depleted. Wide receiver. Yeah, when you get your wide receivers back once you get right. Chris Godwin and Mike right. Evans. Yeah, you get all Godwin and Evans. Yeah, Godwin and Evans were back. Um, you know, he went thirty nine of fifty two, three eighty five, and three touchdowns. Uh, thirty one point four points on the day. So, um, Tom Brady looked like Tom Brady. Um, you know, personal personal issues aside, uh, based off today's news, but yeah. um, we won't really go into that. But good luck to to him and Giselle. Um, Mm-hmm. Maybe my boy Zach Wilson can, uh, can, you know, slide in those DMs. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. Gosh. I'm getting a little oh, bit of feedback on the computer there. Yeah, the stupid ESPN app keep going, keeps going off. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'm like I'm echoing on your computer all of a sudden. Oh, now I'm gone. Okay, good. Thank you. All right. All right, so here we go. All right, man. So that was some of our quarterback studs, uh, running back studs, man. Josh Jacobs, Josh yeah. Jacobs, man. Yeah, Josh Jacobs sighting. Oh, listen, man. He's been doing it the last couple of weeks, and I think that that the the coaches there in in Vegas finally realized that he's the best running back they have by far, and they're starting to use him. Twenty eight carries, one hundred and forty four yards, two touchdowns. 
five catches on six targets. He had like 31 yards receiving, but man, in a PPR league, that was great. He had 34 and a half fantasy points. Oh, wonderful. Wonderful. Man, he really blew up on my bench in a couple leagues. I'll tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) If you're lucky enough to be able to put him on your bench, then good for you. But yeah, um, Josh Jacobs for most people is a, at least an RB2. So. Well, he was, I think he finished as a, I think the RB12 last season. So he right. was technically a, a, a run, an RB1. He was a running back one. Um, like I said, it looks like um, the coaches there in Vegas are really realizing they, they, they see what they have in him. Um, they need to stop playing around with Brandon Bolden and, and these other just complimentary guys they have. Quit trying to be cute. And just ride this guy. And Jacobs, listen, it's a contract year. He's yep. out there. He's out there playing his ass off. I mean, he is. Because yeah, they declared his. Yeah, 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 he's out there breaking him. tackles. He's he's playing with a purpose. He's playing with a guy like a guy playing for a contract. So, you know, more power to him. That's another guy. Listen, we'll talk about some buys and sells later on. He is a guy that I would definitely definitely be looking to buy because if he's not in Vegas next year I could see him on a team starting um you know you and I talked about him a few times this offseason coming up with some thoughts of it I don't know where he would end up um but certainly for this season he could certainly he's certainly going to help your team he can put up RB1 numbers for you especially for those guys that are kind of hurting that are you know Jonathan Taylor owners or that Cordero Patterson owner right now, or I don't know that Javante owner, listen, you know, that, that sucks. So, you know, Josh Jacobs could, um, could help out a lot of teams. So, well, you know, kind of looking, looking forward, imagine Josh Jacobs in new Orleans with Alvin Kamara. I think that would help rejuvenate Kamara's career. Yeah. Well, I think they just need a quarterback there that will get him the ball. You know, Jameis is always looking downfield. He's not, he never checks down to a running back or anything. And that's, that's Kamara's game. He's not a between the tackles guy. You know, he's obviously get him out in space, catch passes, yada, yada, yada. Well, that's not Jameis. And so they either a need to go to Jameis and say, Hey, listen, brother, I know you want to chuck it downfield. That's all you've done your whole life, but you need to get it to, to Kamara. They need to make it, you know, a priority to get him the ball. I was really looking forward to Andy Dalton starting this past week as a Camara owner in a few leagues that thinking like, Oh, okay. You know, I might have kind of a check down Charlie here with, with him and, and maybe able to reap some of the benefits and then Camara missed the game. So, you know, I had to go grab some other dudes and, and, and plug them in. So um, I don't think Camara is going to be very, very dependable as long as Jameis is there, unless they really go to Jameis and tell him he needs to change some stuff up. He needs to get the ball. You know, he needs I mean, if they start forcing the ball to Kamara, which they should, um, you know, other than that, I don't know. But Josh Jacobs there next year with him. Jacobs would be just fine. Um, Kamara just depends on who they have throwing the ball, you know, and that's probably Jameis is that guy. That's definitely true. Yeah. Uh, Jamal Williams, though, how about how about his day? Um, took over for uh, injured DeAndre Swift, uh, mm-hmm. 19 carries, 108 yards, two touchdowns. Um, caught caught a pass for you know one yard. Oh, yeah. Still, you know that's 1.1 point. That's a point in that's the, uh, point. the uh, PPR league. So he finished with 23.9 on the day. Mm. 
That's great. And that was a guy, you know, we, every that was a hot waiver wire ad this past week. So if you, you snatched him up and you plugged him right in and played him, you know, congratulations. He certainly helped you win. You know, if you lost, I'm sorry, but, you know, I think he helped a lot more people win than lose. So, yep. Uh, Rashad Penny looked like uh, the Rashad Penny of uh, old, or at least the Rashad Penny of, you know, the last five it. weeks of last year. Love um, it. You know, he had 28, over 28 fantasy points, 17 carries, 151 yards rushing, and two touchdowns. And he had a catch for six yards as well. You know, 28, almost 29 fantasy points out of Rashad, Rashad Penny is is great. So, um, you know, again, everybody, everybody in that game had, had a great game. So they really did. They really <laughs> did. You know, keep rolling him out there. We don't have to say much. Just uh, if you've got him, keep playing him. You know, right. same goes for Saquon. Saquon had 31 carries. So they are feeding him the ball. 146 yards rushing. Had a couple of catches for 16 yards. Um, no TDs. Um, that kind of stinks. But still, n- not having a touchdown, he still had over 18 fantasy points. So you'll take that in yeah. Well, and as far as giving them giving Saquon the ball, they have to. They got nobody else to give the ball to. Yeah. Literally. And, and we kind of knew that. We've talked about that. You know, we've talked about that all offseason, you know, of what we expect out of Saquon and and think that he was going to be a very, you know, a big bounce back candidate, you know, to be a kind of be a league winner for you this year. And he's certainly shaping up to be exactly that. So yeah, stay healthy, knock on wood. Yeah. You know. Well, Miles Sanders really uh, balled out again the other day. He had 27 carries, 134 yards rushing. He had two touchdowns, and he had a couple of catches for 22 yards. He scored 29.6 fantasy points. Miles he's had Sanders, a great start of the season. Oh, has he not? I mean, he's been fantastic, and and he was a guy that people were just getting rid of left and right out yep. there this offseason. They just wanted rid of him you know, he didn't score any touchdowns last year. So, you know, that's completely behind him. Whoever has him now really probably had a low, low investment in him. If they, you know, drafted him this year or whatever, man. But I mean, this keep rolling him out there, keep rolling him out there. You know, can't say any more about Miles Sanders. So, yeah. I mean, fantastic offense and he's the, he's reaping the benefits there. So. Yeah. They, they have, they just had tons of weapons in, in Philly uh, and he's, He's a beneficiary of the fact that they can now throw the ball all over the place. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The the evolution of Jalen Hurts, um, you know, him involving into a you know a top tier quarterback and quite possibly an MVP candidate this year. Yeah. Um, they have to account for AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and everything. So you know, Miles Sanders is really really taking advantage of these opportunities. So hats off to him. I'm glad he's doing well because he's been a quite a bit of a dud for for his owners the last couple of seasons so sure. um somebody that's been a little bit of a dud these first few weeks that kind of uh regained his form sort of say this week was austin eckler i mean didn't get a whole lot of carries you know but it was an austin eckler game he had 13 carries for mm-hmm. 60 yards two rushing touchdowns he had six catches for 49 yards and a receiving touchdown that is exactly what you want out of Austin Eckler. So yeah, that's I know everyone's kind of top five pick for for the most part. You know, what's that? That's why he was a top five pick in in a lot of drafts. Oh, absolutely. And I know our boy Tim Lazenby um, over at Dynasty Pros uh, Football dot com. I know he's super super happy because, in fact, I traded him in a keeper league to him for uh, 
for Lamar Jackson. So I know he's happy. I trade him away and then he dude balls out. So, you know, you're welcome, Eckler. Yep. And then uh, you got uh, you got your boy, Damian Pierce. You know, that is I, my boy. That is my boy. He's not your boy. He's my no, boy. He, he, he's not my boy. I'll, I'll, I'll say that all day, but um, I, I, I still don't think he's very good, but he had a good game the other day. So, you know, it, it, if I'm gonna if I'm gonna be hard on the guy, then I got to give him his flowers whenever he does well. So, um, 14 carries, 131 yards, a touchdown. He had six catches. Forget this, eight yards. Still six fantasy points. Six catches for eight yards. I don't know if I've ever seen that happen. I don't know, man. I mean, we'll take it. Yeah, we'll 25.9 fantasy points on the day. Um, like I said, you know, if I'm gonna be hard on the guy because I don't think he's very good, then I got to give him his flowers when he when he does well. So. You know, good job, Damian Pierce. And if you happen to, to have him on your team and you and you started him, he he scored big for you. Yep. Yep. So, you know, I, I'm really curious of when you're going to buy into Damian Pierce. I know it's not yet. It's not. But it's going to be one day. One day, I you know, if he keeps this up, you're going to accept him. But right. We'll it's see. not now. So we'll see. Um, He's still a dirty gator. That he is. That he always will be. He will always be stained and tarnished with gator you know, with a Gator history. So, you know, we've had other guys ball out this past week. We really don't have to get into the stats. You know, McCaffrey, became, you know, finally put up McCaffrey-type numbers. Derrick Henry put up Derrick Henry numbers, and Nick Chubb has yep. been putting up those numbers all season. So, um, you know, nothing to really um, go over there. You know, moving on to wide receivers. One thing, one thing, that? one thing with Derrick Henry, he did get five targets. And yeah. going, uh, you know, going into the to the game, he I think he only had like, like two like two or three targets for the entire season. So um, to get five targets in one game, that that may be worth kind of keeping an eye on to see if he's going to get you know more and more involved in the passing game. Listen, I mean, if you're depending on him to carry you through this season, he's your RB one. Then you know you keep riding riding him out. But yeah, absolutely. If you're in a, if you're in a dynasty league, you need to trade this guy. You need to trade him. This is the the window. the The opportunity is dwindling. The window yeah, is closing. The door is closing. Whatever, whatever you want to say, that it's the time is running out to trade him. You know, kind of like James Robinson. You know, James mm -hmm. Robinson was a guy we've been talking about selling high, selling high, selling high, and. You know, we'll get into some of our duds because he certainly was one of those in week four. But I don't want to I don't want to say this about Derrick Henry. You need to start moving off of this guy. He probably will be okay this year, but you gotta you know, Dynasty is a business, man. You gotta trade him. You gotta trade him a year early, but you know, not a year late. So. That's right. All right, so we're moving on to wide receivers. Some of the guys that balled out. Listen, Tyreek Hill had a great game. Mike Williams balled out because, obviously, there was no Keenan Allen, so we're glad to see him doing well. I do want to talk about DK Metcalf because he has been quite a bit of a, uh, of a letdown here and there. People were freaking out about him. He's A lot of folks were dropping him out of their starting lineups, but um, like we said, Seattle had a great, great game. Um, and you know, he had seven catches on 10 targets for 149 yards, you know, over 21 fantasy points. Hopefully, hopefully he wasn't sitting on anyone's bench, but I have a feeling he was sitting on a lot of people's benches unless they just had no choice. So well, I, know he, he had, 
I know he was sitting on the cart getting uh, getting carted back to the uh, to the locker room the other day, but not for a, re- <laughs> not for a reason you may think. Uh, uh, yeah, he well done. Really, he just really had to go to the bathroom. Yeah, he said he got clinch. What he wouldn't have made it with that 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 booty yeah. clinch. So yeah, uh, <laughs> yeah, the clinch walk cool. wouldn't have uh, wouldn't have worked for him. Let me ask you this, Tommy: Is T Higgins going to finish this year with more fantasy points than Jamar Chase? Um. He might. Um, I, I mean, I'm just saying. I'm I said just... that. Uh, I said Jamar Chase was going to be the uh, number one overall wide receiver, and that T. Higgins would also finish as a as a wide receiver one. But the way it's kind of trending is T. Higgins may uh, may uh, kind of surpass um, Chase's numbers this year. Let's see. He's got 63 fantasy points on the season. T. Higgins does, mm-hmm. and Jamar Chase has 66. Yeah, it's gonna be close. Man, they are cutting there within three points or so of one another. So um, that's gonna be very, very interesting. I, I uh, I'm very intrigued. You know what? But I hope they both have horrible, horrible games on Sunday against. I'm sure you do. I'm sure I hope do. they do. They've got my Ravens, so I hope they. Is that the Sunday night game? It is. It is. Yep. Yep, yep, yep. I'm just hoping Baltimore doesn't – I hope it's a close game throughout because if Baltimore goes up by a couple of touchdowns, then they're doomed. They're done. <laughs> They'll lose. It's, yeah, they can't hold on to those fourth-quarter leads, can they? It's inevitable, man. They take their foot off the gas or something, man, or a coach makes a bad decision. John Har- John Harbaugh really lost that game the other day for the Ravens. I hate yeah, that. Why don't, you, why don't you take the points there late in the game? That That, that made no sense to me. You know, I watched his post-game presser. He didn't get into it very much there, but yesterday I think he had time to really reflect on it. And he, you know, he stood by his decision. Um, He said he fully trusted his defense, um, even though I think Marcus Peters um, thinks differently because he had to be separated from Harbaugh uh, at the end of the game. I mean, that was getting pretty ugly. Um, But he got them into the position where they almost had to allow – Buffalo to score a touchdown in order to get the ball back. Yeah. Yeah. And, and then there was that, you know, there, there was a lot of, there was a lot of chatter, a lot of talk about that, you know, but Baltimore should have taken the field goal there. I mean, it was fourth and goal on like the three yard line. I mean, it wasn't like you're on the one. Right. Um, and then you come out and throw in the ball of all things. You don't run it. Don't, you know, listen, hindsight, you know, 2020, whatever, but you take that, the points. That's not right. hindsight to me, though. You you have to yeah. take the points in that situation because you're looking to win the game. Yeah, three points right there can win you the game. If yeah, you, you take a you take a lead with three right. minutes left in a game now, right. and and it makes them. I mean, listen, they could have given up a field goal. They could have given up a touchdown. It whoever who knows. Uh, but if it had been a field goal, it would have at least extended the game. A field right. goal loses the game, and that's that's what happened. But, um, yeah, Baltimore should have let them score. They were trying to let them score. And then Adafi Owe, I believe, um, you know, Coach Harbaugh said that they do go over that scenario where what they do is they try to slap the ball out of your hands, but they let you go. Go score. You know, there was a, a little over – I mean, it was almost two minutes left just let them score. And that way it gives you at least an opportunity to go down there and try and tie the game. However, the guys started getting out of the way, you know, letting them do this, uh, letting Singletary, I think is, is who it was. And then, uh, you know, Oway tackles him on like the two yard line. From uh, behind, wasn't it? What's that? It was from behind, wasn't it? 
Yeah, it was kind of a side. It was from the side, you know. He, some of the guys tried to slap the ball, man. They just dodged out of the way, but they would try and slap the ball out. That's how they practiced. But I don't know what Owe was was thinking, and he took them down. And and not saying that lost us the game, but that took away an opportunity to at least maybe go down and try and tie the game. You know, giving right. us uh, let's say a little over a minute and a half to go down there and try and try and at least tie it, whatever. But, you know, like I said, should have taken the points there. Horrible, horrible, just a heartbreaker. So, right. Anyway. Anyways, talking about T. Higgins. T. Higgins, you fire him up every week. I mean, no-brainer there. Same right. goes for C.D. Lamb. Had a 21-point fantasy day. Uh, you know, Hollywood Brown's another guy you're rolling out there. Uh, Mike Evans had another great game. Cooper Cup, obviously, if we were watching last night, had 14 catches on 19 friggin' targets, you know, 122 yards. Really needed a touchdown out of him so I could beat a guy in a fantasy league, but he got lucky, you know. Um, but let's talk about George Pickens real quick. Yeah. I mean, Pickens had six catches on eight targets for 102 yards, you know, 16 fantasy points. But, you know, we're talking about some of our waiver wire ads and, you know, over at dynastyprosfootball.com, if you go check it out right now, I have my waiver wire rankings um, that I released earlier today. And Pickens is is a top, you know, kind of a top five wide receiver option um, for me. And we'll talk about, you know, our waiver wire stuff here in a few. Um, but he is someone that I'm really, really looking at. Uh, he is available in a lot of redraft leagues that I'm seeing. You know, he is not available in dynasty leagues at all. No, no. But if there's a way to go snatch him up, go grab him, I'm thinking that this might be the cheapest you're going to be able to get him. I, I, I only yeah. see his value increasing each week as we move forward with, with Kenny Pickett. You know, he seems to be a favorite target of Pickett. Um which is great for those Pickens owners. You know, they were kind of hoping he would develop, and it's that's happening sooner than later. Well, they kind of have a great one-two-three punch there with uh, with Deontay Johnson and Pickens and Fryermuth. Those guys are really, really good and really, really young, and they're going to be a problem for a long time. They could be. You know, Deontay Johnson's been a little bit of a letdown, you know, over the last couple of weeks, but and and I think that. Deontay Johnson owners are going to be a little bit frustrated moving forward because I think Pickens could end up becoming maybe the wide receiver one there in that offense, which is wild to say with, with Deontay Johnson, but um, he is someone that I'm going to grab on a couple of redraft waiver wires right now, but I am really going to get into it tonight, tomorrow. I'm going to put some feelers out there in some of these dynasty leagues and seeing what that, Pickens owner is going to want for him you know right. it doesn't hurt yeah um, your, your best opportunity was probably two weeks ago but yeah 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 but I you know I have no problem I'm always looking to make deals all the time you and I made a deal in a league literally in a dynasty league literally minutes before we went on the air right. so it's yeah. kind of funny um, gotta get your boy Jaron curse from you yeah IDP you know got a pick really I was going to cut him loose and I knew um I had quite a quite a bit of depth at safety so i uh i moved him on to you you know let you take him on he was under a good contract so he's cheap cheap looks cheap, like, cheap looks like aaron judge hit number 62 so they can finally Did stop he? cutting towards a thing finally stop cutting away from college football games for it the new home run king roger maris jr's really been harping on that saying he is the legit home run king you well, know the american league sure well, yeah, but you know, Sosa, McGuire, friggin' Barry Bonds, those dudes were so jacked. 
doesn't, you know what? It, it that doesn't matter to me because the MLB looked the other way. So if they're going to look the other way, then everybody else should be able to as well. Yeah, it was it was good for baseball. Unfortunately, you know that was those guys belong in the Hall of Fame, and the fact that they're not is is an absolute travesty in my opinion. McGuire, Sosa, Bonds, Clemens, Palmero, all those guys belong in the Hall of Fame. And you know, to say that that they only put those numbers up because they were they were juicing. Juicing doesn't affect your ability to put bat on ball. Of course. I mean, you still got to hit the ball. You this may hit help you hit it a little further. Right. Well, again, Pitchers were juicing too, so kind of evens out, right? Yeah, I mean, I have a hard time. You know, listen, you know, I'm 45 years old. I grew up and and was watching baseball in the 80s. Now I know we're talking fantasy football. All of a sudden, we just take a huge left turn. We're talking baseball, but um, I, you know, I've got to see a lot of, you know, really incredible players play, and and I have a hard time not thinking and think, dude, Nolan Ryan had to have been on something there. I mean, to be the age he was and still just bringing it a hundred miles an hour. Um, you know, Clemens certainly was, um, but yeah, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, imagine, imagine right now, if your boy, uh, you know, over there in New York right now was juiced up, man, he'd be cracking number 82 today instead yeah. of 62, you know, yeah. that's massive. Yeah. But no, congratulations to him. Can't stand the Yankees, but congratulations to him. You right. know, I'm I'm happy for him. That's good for baseball. It's good for the sport. Um, it needs all the help it can get. So yeah. yeah. I apologize about, about jumping on that. I'm watching the watching the Braves game here in the background, rooting for them to clinch the division tonight. And I just saw where Judge hit the hit a no, sense. No, it's all good. So, it's good. Congratulations you know, real time stuff right there. So yep. um you know, moving on, you know, our we know what wide receivers kind of balled out. Let's talk about a few um few tight ends um Gerald Everett is becoming a weekly starter here at tight end and I know tight end after you kind of after Mark Andrews and 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 um Travis Kelsey it can be a little bit of a crapshoot you know it's a roll of the dice but Gerald Everett has really starting to prove himself as a as a every week like tight end one type of starter you know he had five catches for 61 yards and a touchdown um Obviously, no Keenan Allen in that game, but sure. he was putting up these numbers even when Keenan Allen was playing. So um, right. he's someone to really, really grab. Mo Alley-Cox had a great day, six catches for 85 yards and a couple of touchdowns. He had 26 fantasy points. We can't, we can't expect that out of, out well, of him. I was kind of thinking that uh, that Mo Alley-Cox was just a myth until, until Sunday. I, I didn't know if he actually really existed. Yeah, he's a real human. He has, he's a real human out there. So I was kind of surprised about that. Yeah, um, TJ Hawkinson owners were probably super super friggin' excited. He had a thirty seven, almost thirty eight fantasy points, eight catches on twelve targets, one hundred and seventy nine yards, two touchdowns. So a great, just incredible game for him. I know Hawkinson owners out there have been just kind of praying for him to, you know. Get, yeah, get but up again, there and put up again, kind of, kind of pump the brakes there because once Amon Ross St. Brown comes back and DJ Chark is healthy, you know, Jamison Williams coming back, um, TJ may kind of fade into the background a little bit more. So, yeah, yeah, Amon Ross definitely the number one, um, target in that passing, 
attack there um, in Detroit. But I, I still think that uh, I still think Hawkinson's going to be an every week starter. But you can't expect you know twelve targets for sure. for him each week. Um, you know you're probably looking at about seven to eight targets, and and you're hoping to get a touchdown out of him. And, right. You know that that's realistic there. Which is um, which is actually very solid for a tight end. And at tight end, he 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 absolutely is a must start. I'm just saying he's not gonna he's not gonna put up those numbers a whole lot, you know. Yeah, yeah. Th- that's gonna be very very rare. Um, let's see here. Fryermuth put up great points. Zach Ertz had a great great game with you know over 16 fantasy points. You know, Fryermuth had over 15 fantasy points. Uh, Kelsey did Kelsey things, but I do want to talk about a couple of tight ends real quick. Um, first of which being Will Disley. Yeah. Will Disley's a guy that's sitting on a lot of waiver wires right now. And I know some of these folks could use some help at tight end. I know in a couple of leagues I could use some help. And I'll be honest, I put in a claim for for Disley. Um, you know, so I was a Seattle's thrown to the tight ends. Really, really is. Really, really is. You know, he had four catches and a touchdown, you know, 39 yards. He had 13, almost 14 fantasy points. I'll take if I could get that every week out of my tight end, I would be happy. Sure. You, you I would be satisfied as can be. Um, so that's a guy I'm certainly targeting on the waiver wire, you know, uh, this week. Um, I know he's sitting on a lot of those waiver wires and we could use some help at tight end. And even if you don't need him and you've got one of these studs at tight end, man, he'd be a great little bi-week replacement. So keep that in mind. Um, Tyler Higby last night had 10 catches, 14 targets. He had 73 yards, but man, he had, he was getting targeted a lot, a lot. I think he's going to have to be targeted a lot too moving forward. Uh, like like you were saying earlier, Matthew Stafford and Allen Robinson have basically zero chemistry together. So mm-hmm. it's going to have to be Cooper Cup and Tyler Higby because their running game sucks too. I hate to say it. Um, I like Cam Akers. Um, Daryl Henderson's okay. Um, but I they're just not running the ball very well right now. Um, that may be a product of their offensive line. Um, or the way that their offense is just set up in general, but uh, their offense is going to have to kind of revolve around Cup and Higby. Yeah, and I'm saying, you know, Higby is an every week starter at tight end, and if he happens to be on a waiver wire, you need to put in a claim for him tonight and hope that he, uh, hopefully you walk away with him tomorrow. He is certainly, him and Will Disley are two targets I'm certainly looking at uh, this evening. So, that's kind of our studs for the week. Let's move on uh, real quick to some of our duds. You know, yeah. we've got a few of those, you know, and that's before we really get into our buys and our sells. Um, but listen, you know, Trevor Lawrence, you know, that he kind of dudded it up this past week. Um, a lot of that was, was a lot of that was because of his four fumbles. Gosh, um, I know, man. Right. That's not the four gosh. fumbles. He wasn't awful. I mean, he, he, he would have at least gotten decent enough points, but those mm-hmm. four fumbles just killed you. It really did. And, 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 and a lot of fantasy leagues out there, you know, they, you know, they have scorings different and fumbles and interceptions and, and such. So who knows really what in your league that he scored, but he couldn't have scored a whole lot. If he scored more than 10 fantasy points, then, um, you know, whatever. Um, But in a lot of leagues, you know, he scored right around nine, nine and a half fantasy points, you know, a couple of touchdowns and a couple of carries, um, but those four fumbles just really, really hurt him. So, you know, don't let that, don't let that freak you out. I think he is a certain, he is certainly a quarterback that is getting better 
uh, each week, you can still roll him out there. Um, he's a good, good option. And, and to be honest with you, he, he's probably not a weekly starter for someone anyways, unless they're in a super flex league, you probably, you know, picked him up either a off the waiver wire, or you picked him up as just as a backup. So you may not be depending on him. Trevor Lawrence was becoming start, you know, startable as a, as a one QB. Um, Mm -hmm. and then this past week, he kind of just, you know, yeah. What can you do? No, no. Just keep rolling them out there. If you're in a super flex league, if not, you know, you can st- stash him on your bench, shop him, wait till he has another great game, shop him, do whatever you want to do with him there. He's certainly a nice asset to have. Baker Mayfield was Baker Mayfield, you know, um, threw the ball a bunch, had a touchdown, but two picks, a fumble lost. Not a very, very good game. I don't even think in most leagues he even put up 10 fantasy points. So no, he, um, he was right under nine in, in, in most leagues I've seen. So not not a weekly starter, a backup at best. Just, you know, hopefully you don't have to depend on Baker. Same goes for Justin Fields. The talent is there, just the, the talent around him is not there. Well, the um, play calling is is just horrendous. Um yeah. I saw I saw something the other day that whenever Andy Reid is done in Kansas city, that, that, um, um, who was the, who was the bears coach? Um, um, Nagy. Yeah. Yeah. Nagy. That, 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 that he could be his replacement. I was thinking that that's terrible. If that were to ever happen, the, the, the chiefs would just go downhill in a hurry. Yeah. Yeah. He'll, he'll ruin Mahomes real quick. Um, but yeah, whatever they want to do there. But yeah, Justin Fields, another, another guy that is just not a weekly starter, and I'm trying to trade him as much as possible. If I, I don't own him in any leagues, but if I did, I'd be trying to move off of him. Um, other than if you're able to, he may not even have any value left. He really, really doesn't. You know, he doesn't. But if you're in like a one quarterback league or a redraft league, man, he is completely droppable. Mm-hmm. He really, really is. Um, moving on to running backs, man, Jonathan Taylor. Just been killing you since after week one, hasn't he? He had a great week one and then hasn't done anything since. Yeah, I think he had like 27 fantasy points week one and hasn't done anything. You're right. Nothing since. He had 20 carries, only 42 yards. He had a catch, um, but he he had a fumble. You know, he fumbled the ball. You know, he had he didn't even have four fantasy points, man. Yep. 3.3, you know, ouch, ouch. Yep. People are freaking out about this guy. What are you? What do you think? I, I've got some guys. We're going to do a uh, dynasty dilemma on him on over at dynastyprosfootball.com. We're going to do a dynasty dilemma on him in the next uh, over this next week. Give our thoughts. You know, some different perspectives on this. But what are you doing as a Jonathan Taylor owner? I know you're obviously upset if you're an owner because you're depending on him yeah. to put up big, big numbers, but. Yeah. And you're forced to start him because he was yeah. your, he was probably the number one overall pick. So you're 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 forced to start him, mm-hmm. um, even if even if you don't want to, you're pretty much obligated to do so. Um, which which sucks. You're not benching the man. You're not right. benching. You know that, that you, is not um, you, that's not an option. Right. He he was your first round pick. Your number one overall pick in most cases, and with with that type of draft capital. You, you're kind of, you're kind of locked in. <laughs> I mean, yeah. So, what are I'm, we doing with him in Dynasty, man? Are we? Are you still trying to? Are you trying to buy him? Because I am. I tell you what, I'm trying to do. Yeah. Because if I have him right now, and I'm forced to start him, he's probably killing my 
fantasy team, meaning mm-hmm. my record's probably not very good right now. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't look like it's probably like it's gonna get a whole lot better. So what I'm trying to do is I'm probably trying to flip him. Like if you're in a if you're in a Debbie league, try to flip him for Bajan Robinson. If you're um if you uh if you know of somebody who's gonna have the number one overall pick, try to grab the number one overall pick for for, for 2023. Uh that way you can get Bijan Robinson. Um that's that's probably what I'm trying to do. Well, I know that you and I almost had a deal where I think you uh I think you offered me what was it Kelsey and Damian Pierce for him or something? Yeah. Wasn't it something like that? Yep, but, you and know, you refused to do it. it. I'm like, hmm. You hmm. refused to do it. So I did, I did. I just didn't want to give up Jonathan Taylor, and I really still don't, you know. I in fact, I think he's a guy that I'm trying to buy because obviously someone drafted him in the first round. They have a high, high investment in him. I know I do over, gosh, I can't even tell you, in the Scott Fishbowl, he was my first-round pick. I ended up with like the sixth pick in that draft or something. All the top quarterbacks went, you know, those first several picks. And so I, I was like, you know what, I'll take JT. Because especially in that league, you know, how they reward some of those. I mean, Taylor was going to be a big-time player, so – he certainly let me down. My record in the Scott Fishbowl is not very good, and I would um, I would say that Jonathan Taylor's a big reason for that. Um, however, in dynasty leagues, man, I have no problem taking him off someone's hands. Um, I, I will grab him. So I get it. If you're an owner of his, which I am an owner of his, and he's been terribly frustrating, I get it. I'm right there with you. Um, unless someone just knocks your socks off with an offer, I'm not trading the guy. So. You know, you, you're going to have, I still want that haul for him as if he was putting up, you know, 20 points a week. So, um, you know, that now though, what's that? Good luck getting it right now though. Of course, of course, of course. That's the reason why I would be buying him versus selling him. So, sure. um, that backfield in Denver, don't really know what to expect there. Obviously Melvin Gordon's going to be the starter moving forward. We don't know, uh, really after that. So, you know, that's to be continued. Um, we talked about James Robinson uh, a little while ago. He finally put up a dud of a game. Um, didn't even score three fantasy points. I don't know. I didn't get to watch that game. I don't know the game script there. Um, but, I mean, he only had eight carries. Well, you know? they were up 17 to – what was it? 17 to three after the first quarter and then lost 29 to 20 or whatever it was. So, they just kind of – seems like they just kind of died offensively after the first quarter. Yeah, it just didn't – I mean, it just didn't look like they wanted to run the ball. I mean, James Robinson had eight carries. Travis Etienne had eight carries. And they both put up about the same amount of points. So you're looking at that. That's 16 carries for the entire game. Right. Um, that's not what they've been doing um, this season. So <sighs> Robinson's one of those guys, man. It's it's kind of he's, – he's been just fantastic these first three weeks. And then – Week four, obviously, he puts up this type of game. I know there's a lot of people out there who are saying sell high, sell high, sell high. We've talked about it a lot. I still think he's going to be just fine. I really, really do. I know you're a bigger believer in ETN. Um, I think ETN's uh, perfectly fine, but I'm still a believer in James Robinson. I think he's going to bounce back. I just think, I just think talent eventually wins out. Of course, of course. ETN just has has superior talent. They invested tons of draft capital into him. Mm -hmm. Uh, Matter of fact, they actually traded up and back up into the first round to grab him, if I'm not mistaken. So, um, 
so they've invested so much in ETN. They're they're going to have to start feeding him the ball a little bit more. Yeah, I think they're going to have to start forcing the ball a little bit there. But like I said, I agree. I just still I'm if I can go grab James Robinson off of people, I'm I'm doing it. I, it was kind of a sell high type of thing, you know. In in dynasty, that's what you're trying to do most of the time is capitalize on some of this. But if someone starts freaking out about him right now, hopefully none of them are watching this show right now. But um, or listening to the podcast, but I'm going to go and I'm going to shop for him. I'm going to see if some people are freaking out, want to ch- try and jump off that ship and I'll take him right off their hands. I think he's going to be, st- I think he's going to be a solid play all year. So we'll see. We'll see. Moving on to wide receivers. Terry McLaurin didn't do Jack squat three and a half fantasy points. That was ugly. Drake London didn't have a very, very good game. You know, only two catches for 17 yards. That was rough. Traylon Burks. Listen, I think he let, didn't he leave that game? Um, yeah. Looks like he he's he could be hurt, maybe miss a little time. Or am I? Is that um, correct? Or not? I haven't seen anything lately on him. Um, I know I know he did exit the game the other day. Uh, I haven't seen anything since though. Yeah, I saw. I, I think I read something earlier in the day that he may miss a little bit of time. It's possible. So um, he avoided a serious injury. So that's good. Devontae Smith kind of let let his owners down. Um, you know, he only had a little over four and a half fantasy points. He had three catches for 17 yards, so really nothing there. And we mentioned Deontay Johnson earlier. He had two catches for a whole 11 yards. Not good. Gabriel Davis, I expected a lot more out of him against that Baltimore secondary, but, man, he only had three targets in that game. He only ended up with one catch for 13 yards. That was extremely surprising, and I watched that. It's kind of a nasty and, game, though, wasn't it? What, what, wasn't it raining there? It was raining, but, man, I'll, I'll tell you, Jamison Crowder was getting all the targets. Jamison Crowder was getting most of the love at wide receiver. I mean, Diggs was getting his, but uh, I'll tell you, they were trying to work the ball over the middle. That was Crowder, and that Crowder left the game. He's hurt. He's going to miss some time. Um, henceforth, you know, reason why one of my top waiver wire targets, if you go over there, uh, over to the website, dynastyprosfootball.com and look at it. Isaiah McKenzie is one of my, you know, top targets this week. McKenzie left with with a concussion too, didn't he? Yeah. Yeah. But I think he's going to be just fine. Um, he's, I I don't think he's going to miss any time there. So, um, speaking of that game, Rashad Bateman had kind of a rough one. It was a rainy, slippery, nasty game. He did have six targets, but he only had three catches. And there was a couple of uh, plays that, you know, balls that went right through his hands. Um, He could have had a much, much better game. Um, Josh Palmer was someone we were expecting a lot more out of with with Keenan Allen missing another Mm -hmm. game. But he only had one catch for 25 yards. Not uh, not good there. So kind of hard to depend on him in that offense, especially. I mean, he's he's not playable at all with with Keenan Allen when he comes back. So, and Greg Dortch, I actually started him in a couple of leagues because I, you know, was missing Amon Ross St. Brown, Michael Thomas, Hunter Renfro, some of those guys. I had to find someone to plug in and play, and Dortch was one of those guys. Only one catch for six yards. So he really, really let me down in a lot of leagues. Um, Anybody stand out to you wide receiver wise that was a little bit of a letdown? I mean, obviously, we're still rolling out, you know, Terry McLaurin. We're still playing Drake London, right. Devontae Smith, Deontay Johnson. Gabriel Davis is still a guy you're playing. Rashad Bateman as well. Palmer, no. I've kind of got, 
I've kind of gotten to the point where I don't know if I'm if I'm playing Devontae Smith right now or not. I mean, do you really know what you're expecting from him? Week you one, he had, week it's one really- he had zero. Week two he blew up. Week three he was okay. Then it's on a Smith, roller coaster, man. Yeah, it's a roller I mean, coaster. So are, are, is he really an automatic start for you right now? No, but I mean, listen. If if you if you see it that way, then once he has one of those great games, trade him. So you don't have to have that. So you don't have to deal with that headache of like putting I mean, him on your bench and him blowing up on your bench. I think he's supremely him. talented, but I, I mean, I, 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 I just don't know if I can trust him to get the to get the the type of targets he needs. I just don't know how you can. I don't know how you can afford to bench him unless he's just a uh, you know, unless you just have the luxury of having a bunch of wide receivers um, in most leagues that you own him. You're probably depending on him to start. Unless you pick up, I mean, unless you pick up like a Josh Reynolds or you picked up, you know, a decent play there, but still, can you start Josh Reynolds over Devontae Smith? It's, you know, it's just kind of hard to, hard to say there. So listen, Mark Andrews, we were talking about that rainy, nasty Baltimore game. He had five targets, but he only came down with two of them for 15 yards. That was a rough, rough game. Like I said, those rainy, nasty games, you have to just, just forget them, put them behind you. Well, that's um, whatever. That, uh, that game from Andrew, that game from Andrew was just an outlier. He's not gonna, you know, he's he he's a super stud, and it was just a, you know, just a bad game. You're gonna have it was. It was just a, it was just an ugly, ugly game, and you yep. know, the the passing numbers were were rough just because of that rain. I mean, dude, the the wind was blowing crazy. The the rain was going sideways. I mean, it was. It was a it was a tough one, man. Uh, Hunter Henry put up a dud, two catches for thirteen yards. Evan Ingram didn't do much; he had a catch. Dalton Schultz, we were hoping we'd get more out of him because a lot of people picked him up as an every week starter, tight end one. Yep. He had three targets; he didn't come away with a single one of them. He put up a big fat goose egg there. So, I, I do expect better days ahead for him. Um, but um, if you you might want to stash him on the bench, see what happens if you have the opportunity to grab a Tyler Higby, a Will Disley, something like that. You might want to plug them in for right now. And one of the guys you want to plug one of those in for right now, man, is Kyle Pitts. Oh, my gosh. Kyle Pitts. Uh, we could do a whole show just on Kyle Pitts. Yeah. I have never, ever – you know, Tommy, you know I've talked for a couple of years. You know, we've been talking – mm-hmm. we've known each other for 20-plus years. We've seen a lot of these types of guys, you know – and he's so good, though. He, he really, is so really good. Is. And and you would think that they would make an effort. Like, listen, we have to get Kyle Pitts the freaking football. I don't give a shit what we do, man. Line him up over right here. Just throw him a screen. Let him yeah. run. Whatever it is. They Marcus Mariota just isn't that isn't that type of guy, though. Yeah, we've got to get the ball in his hands, but they are just not doing it. They are wasting this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, and and and. Uh, I've got him in a couple of leagues and I want rid of him. I, I am benching him in a league right now for, for Tyler Higby. Um, I want to say I picked him up, I, you know, Gary Davenport and all the guy, you know, the top IDP people out there uh, were on an NBC uh, sports edge, uh, you know, IDP league. And I grabbed Kyle Pitts and, just because I have so much Mark Andrews and, and Kelsey, I was like, you know what? I'm going to try something a little different here. And I grabbed Kyle Pitts because it's the only, like one of the only places I own him. And gosh, I can't stand playing him. He is just 
he is dead to me right now, man. I, I'm not touching this guy. Every week, last week we were saying this, you know, a lot of podcasts, a lot of mm-hmm. shows out there were saying, this is the week, this is the week. Get him in your, you know, make sure he's in your lineup. And he had one catch. Well, let me tell you what, what I did. You, you're in this league with me. Um, yes. I took Darren Waller and Damian Pierce. You did? And I traded them for Melvin Gordon and Kyle Pitts. You did? I then took Kyle Pitts and I traded him straight up for Travis Etienne. That you did. And you traded him to uh, Tim. Luckily, luckily, I have Travis Kelsey as my tight end one. So Pitts really had no value to me anyways. Um, but I was able to kind of rack up um, a little bit of running back depth there. Even though I had to, even though I got rid of Damian Pierce, I don't care. Yeah, you know, I, I was kind of like, you know, Darren Waller and 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 Damian Pierce for, you know, Melvin Gordon, which essentially at the time was kind of a backup running back. So it was just a, it was just a throw in, right there. Yeah, it really, really was. And you know, unfortunately for Javante Williams, but you know, now Melvin Gordon is an an, an asset for you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, you took Kyle. P- I, I love it. You took Kyle Pitts and you shipped him off and got you a young. Um, running back with a lot of potential. So, you know, hats off to you. I know I was trying to get Kyle Pitts from you in that league before you made that deal. I'm kind of glad I didn't. Um, even though I just felt I'm desperate at tight end because I was rolling Hayden Hurst out there. Hayden Hurst, um, Hayden Hurst gives you more than what Kyle Pitts does right now. Really, really does, man. It is something else. I'm, I was just, I was thinking that that was going to be that Kyle Pitts kind of breakout game that he was going to do, do good things. And he did not. So, I'm done with him. I'm done with him. Like, you know, he's damn sure he's damn near droppable for me right now. Well, I wouldn't say he's, he's not droppable. Um, I'm just, I'm done with him. He still has tons of potential. I just think they have to, like you said, you know, like we've been saying with, with a couple of these guys, they have to start feeding him the ball because he is their best playmaker. They have to give him the ball and they're just not doing it. Yeah, they have to make it a priority. Just right. like we were talking earlier in the show about Alvin Kamara. Right. You have to make it a priority to get the ball in your best player's hands. Well, and, and the the Bears kind of did that the other day with Darnell Mooney. They got the ball in his hands and he had a good game. Yeah. You're exactly right. So let's let's move away from Kyle Pitts because I'm done talking. This dude frustrates me every week. I hate talking <laughs> about him. I'm done with this guy. He's dead to me right now. I hope he turns it around. I hope because Kyle Pitts owners right now are are, are losing their minds. I mean, I don't, who do you think is more frustrated right now? Kyle Pitts owners or Jonathan Taylor owners? Oh man. They're, they're both probably just kicking themselves right now. Oh. Um, trying, they're both probably trying to do whatever they can to, to, it's hard to say upgrade that position because they're both elite talents, but kind of upgrade that position. <laughs> yeah, absolutely, man. If you can still try and sell, I, I would, if it were me, I'd be trading Kyle. If I can get a good haul for Kyle Pitts, I'm doing it. I'm doing it. I I, I think it's going to be very, very hard right now unless you're in those – unless you're in a dynasty or you're in a tight end premium or something where somebody just thinks, oh, my God, I can get Kyle Pitts. You know, they're freaking out about it. Or you know, take advantage of that. You know, move off mm-hmm. of him. But I, I, there's not a scenario where I can start this guy. I mean, I'm picking up dudes like – Tyler Higby. Conklin. Pick Conklin up. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Higby, you know, David and Joku. I mean, Joku's getting the is getting a lot more targets than Kyle Pitts. Yep. So, yep. God, I, I just feel dirty for even saying that. 
play David and Joku over freaking Kyle Pitts. But you know Something what? I think I'd never say. And Joku had a good game the other day, other than the fumble. Mm-hmm. He did. He so. did. <clears throat> All right. So before we uh, before we shut down this uh, this episode here, let's talk about some of our ads, some of our buys here. You know, some of our maybe some of our sales even. Um, we've talked a lot a bit about those guys. Let's, uh, let's talk about, you know, who's some guys that sticks out to you that you're looking to buy right now. Um, I told you to buy this guy last week. Um, and it may be too late now to go buy him, but Kenny Pickett, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I told you last week he was going to take over Trubisky's job and he actually did it. Yeah. So now are you able to go get him? Probably not in a super flex league in a single, in, in a single QB league though. You may be able to, to to go get him and and uh, stash him on your bench. Obviously, you're not you're not you're probably not starting him in a yeah. single QB league right now. At, at least if you know, unle- at least until a bye week. Um, yeah. But um, with this being a dynasty show, Kenny Pickett, um, I, I would say to go buy him if you still can. Absolutely, absolutely, he's worth. He's certainly worth grabbing. Yep. Definitely worth grabbing there. Um, your boy Zach Wilson. Um, Zach Wilson. I know you're a you're a big buyer on him. Absolutely, I am. And again, it's probably too late. We've been telling you this for weeks now. Go to go pick up Zach Wilson. Go buy Zach Wilson, and he's back now. So it's probably too late to go get him. Trust me, I've been trying to get him from Bob for weeks, and he just will not. He, he won't come off of him. We we might listen. I've been trying to trade him to him. You wouldn't do the deal now. The the tides have turned, my friend. So, uh, I told you I'll get Kirk Cousins for him. Yeah. And I would have totally done that like two weeks ago. Now there's not a chance in hell I'm doing that. So, kind of, kind of funny. Um, we were talking about Travis Etienne a little while ago. That's a, that's a big, big buy for you. I know that. Yep. Um, guy. Uh, another guy that you talked about last week on this show, yep. Bailey Zappi. He's he's the best quarterback there. He's better than Mac Jones. Bailey Zappi is better than Mac Jones. That that offense will operate better with Bailey Zappi. That is that is bold, my friend. Mac Jones. Mac Jones it. is okay. Mac Jones is okay. Um, I think Mac Jones is more of a backup quarterback than he is a starting quarterback. He got, he gets the love because he's an Alabama guy. I don't think he's as talented as everybody else thinks he does. Gotcha. I think Zappy's more talented. Good I stuff. think I think Zappy sees the field better. Uh, I think Zappy. I, I think their arms are comparable. Um, I think Zappy's more mobile. Uh, and I just think Zappy fits that offense a little better. Hmm. That's some good stuff. I can't wait to uh, for him to blow up so we can go back and uh, go back and revisit this. I love it. I love it. Love it. Um, Caleb Huntley, you're saying go go grab him, and I certainly agree. You know, he's one of the guys I've put over at the waiver wire rankings. Um, trying to see here where I've got him really. Um, you had him well on down there in the, in the rankings. I, I I may move him. I may would have moved him up a little bit more just because I. You don't know how that 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 backfield is going to shake out. It could be Algier, it could be Huntley, it could be a mixture of both. Um, well, Algier's my number one guy, waiver right. wire ad, running back, and then Naeem Hines. Mm-hmm. 
if available is my RB2. Raheem Mostert's my RB3 as far as um, waiver claims. Trying to think, look at some of these other guys. Brian Robinson's available, you know, in a lot of leagues there. Rashad White, that's another guy I'm looking to kind of snatch up. Um, who's my RB7? Let me see here. Latavius Murray, you know, Denver picked him up, like we yep. said earlier in the show. That's someone I'm looking at. Gus Edwards has been activated now for the Ravens. Now, I don't think he plays this week. Gus Bus, bring him in. But he certainly could play next week. I think this is the time to grab Gus Edwards on the waiver wire um, if he's available, um, because I think next week he will be a a little bit more of an interesting name to go grab. So that, and I've got Caleb Huntley after that as my RB nine. And then I kind of close it out with Philip Lindsay as my RB 10. So those guys are low risk and could end up being, you know, viable options, you know, in the next week or two. So, you know, Huntley's certainly a guy to, um, to go grab if you have the depth, if you have the space on your bench. So. Um, you, you, we mentioned George Pickens earlier. We don't have to talk about that anymore. The guy's an absolute baller. Um, yep. go grab him if you can, if he's available, he shouldn't be available after tomorrow. So, um, some of our cells, like, you know, we talked about Jared Goff, TJ Hawkinson, some of those guys earlier, you know, do you, do you view them as a cell, Tommy? Um, yeah, I, guys like Geno Smith, um, TJ Hawkinson, um, capitalize on on their success over the last, you know, over this past weekend. Uh, Jared Goff is a little bit more difficult for me just because Goff is playing like a QB1 right now. So, and he has a little bit of a pedigree. He did take the Rams to a Super Bowl. So, I think Goff has the talent. Um, and obviously Detroit trusts him, so... Golf is a little bit kind of more on the on the on the fence. Do I sell? Do I buy? Do I do I hold? You know, type of deal with yeah. Golf. And and I get it. You know, I was talking about going and picking him up. You can you know ride this wave through the the end of this season. Do whatever you got to do. He's he's balling out. He's playing out of his mind. He's playing great football right now. Right. However, if you have an opportunity at any point to sell high on these guys and get a nice yeah. return right. um, for them because like I said, Jared Goff's not a guy you're most likely depending on to be an every week starter. He was right. probably a backup, but here, um, here's the, here's the question. If, unless you are in a league that has that, that is knowledgeable. Um, a lot of people have a, have kind of a, ha, already have their a thought in mind about Jared Goff mm -hmm. in that he is just, you know, He's just Jared Goff. Exactly. But if you're playing in a league with people that actually know what they're doing, then Jared Goff, you may be able to sell pretty high on right now. You could, or it may give you the opportunity to sell someone like Matthew Stafford. Right. Yeah. You or know, some that. of those guys, you know, you might be able to sell Kirk Cousins or, you know, some of the, you know, Russell Wilson. Um, you know, you Aaron mentioned Rogers. Aaron Rodgers earlier. Yeah, it may give you the opportunity to sell those guys. So one way or another, Jared Goff can help you uh, sell either him or the starting quarterback you have on your team. So, and the same goes for TJ Hawkinson. I mean, so many people are desperate for tight end right now and, and want to get good tight end play. This is the time this week right now is the time to sell him. He just had an incredible, incredible ball game. 
Um, if you can sell high on him and get a big time return for him right now, certainly, certainly entertain that idea. He's not going to put up these numbers uh, every week, and he's not. I don't think he puts up really close. You know, you're hoping to get maybe half half of that type of production out of him each week. You know, tops. So, well, I mean, to, to be honest, if I mean, you're probably looking to get half that production from almost any quarterback. Mm-hmm. I mean. For, for 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 a quarterback to throw up over 40 points is just ridiculous. Yeah. So I mean you're you're probably looking for 20, you know, in between 20 and 25 points just from your quarterback in general. Yeah, and 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 we kind of mentioned earlier about like people like Will Disley and 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 Tyler Higby. A lot of these guys probably went undrafted. So if you were able to get them or if you're able to get them tomorrow even if you're a Hawkinson owner, just like that Jared Goff owner, this might give the opportunity to say, Hey, listen, I'm, I'm selling high on Hawkinson and I'm going to roll with Tyler Higby, you know, moving forward. Um, you certainly need to, you know, give that a look. I absolutely will. Um, same goes for like Kyle Pitts. Don't know what we can sell him for right now. If you're selling him for pennies on the dollar, I'm not doing it. He's worth keeping. He's worth holding on to until he has, hopefully has, a big time game where he catches a touchdown or makes, you know, has a, maybe in 15 right. to 20 point fantasy day, then but again, selling. But again, he, he's, he's name value. People know him as a, as being an elite talent. So they may still be willing to, to take that, to take that deal. Um, yeah. And a lot of people in a lot of dynasty leagues, wouldn't even entertain the idea of trading Kyle Pitts. Nope, right. nope, 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 nope. I, mean, like I, I traded him the other day straight up for Travis Etienne, and I'm, I'm, I love the deal. So yeah, yeah, right. you know that was that was a good deal for you, and especially it was kind of a salary cap. Well, not salary cap, but it was a an auction league. So Kyle mm-hmm. Pitts costs, I think he costs like double the price uh, as Etienne. So um, you came out came out in good good shape there. Um, but yeah, if someone's going to entertain the idea of trading Kyle Pitts, if you're that guy entertaining that, then you still may be able to get a pretty good uh, return for him in a dynasty league. And I would certainly consider it because he's going to do nothing but drive you absolutely crazy. Absolutely. Uh, maybe <laughs> he may never become that elite, you know. Well, especially if you're relying on him to be your your tight end one. Yeah. Um, he's just not getting that that type of usage right now, which is yeah, odd. I- he had over a thousand yards last year, so you would think going into this year that going into his second year that he would just kind of expand all those numbers. But they're just not giving him the ball. They're not giving him the targets. They're not allowing him to to show what he can do, and it's it's disappointing. I would take him. You know, I would try and bundle him up and try to go get Mark Andrews. You know, because if you're Kyle Pitts, he's your starter. He's your every week starter. That's what you drafted him for. And if you can, if you can end up with someone like Will Disley, if you can end up with someone, I like Higby a lot better. Higby definitely is probably one of my top, top waiver wire, you know, targets this week. Um, But if you can go grab him, I mean, I would still shop. I would find a way to bundle up Kyle Pitts or something to get Mark Andrews. I would do everything I could to do that. Kyle Pitts is not going to be Mark Andrews. It's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. Um, and if he does, it might be a couple of years from now, 
good, great, fantastic, but you're gonna you're gonna be in a, a world of hurt uh, up until then. You just hope that Kyle Pitts becomes Mark Andrews. So if you have an opportunity to go ahead and go get Mark Andrews, because guess what, Mark Andrews is Mark Andrews now, and not you're not having to wait a couple of years to make it happen. Mark Andrews still has his he still has several elite seasons ahead of him. Several, not one or two, not three, not four, several, several more after that. I'm I would do anything I could to take Kyle Pitts and something and go grab Mark Andrews. So that that's just even even Kelsey. I mean, Kelsey's window is closing a little bit, but I'd probably trade. I mean, I, I I would if if I could if I'm looking to win now, I would. I would entertain the idea of trading Kyle Pitts straight up right now in a dynasty league for, for Kelsey. Well, if, if you're looking to win now, guys like, like Tyler Conklin, Tyler Conklin, David and Joku, um, you, you mentioned one earlier. Um, who were we just talking about? Uh, Higby. Higby Higby, Yeah. Higby. Uh, Those types of guys are, are helping you more than what, than what Pitts is. So, Again, being the Debbie guy, if if I have Pitts, I may be looking to kind of trade him off and see if I can get like a Brock Bowers or a Michael Mayer or something like that, um, plus a little bit more. Oh, I'd certainly want more. Yeah, I'd certainly want more. But I think if, you know, that's that's an idea, you know, if you're in those Debbie leagues um, to look, you know, a little bit more down the road, but yeah, um, I, I think I'd be just doing everything I can to be trying to, to be looking at Kelsey or especially, especially Mark Andrews. So um, I know you're, you know, you, you've been talking about Damian Pierce for a long, long time. You're right. Re- you, if you can trade him now and, 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 you know, sell high on him, you're all about that. The good thing is you're able to trade high on the, you're able to sell high on, on him right now. Absolutely. Same goes for Melvin Gordon. A lot of people are looking at Melvin Gordon as like, you know, to put up, you know, top tier type of numbers, you know, moving forward, at least for this year. You know, especially to the uh, Javante Williams owner, if uh, I, you know, that that Javante Williams owner has lost him for the season. He uh, he's he's probably looking for a little bit of help. So go uh, go try to trade Gordon. That Javante owner is certainly looking for help. You know, mm-hmm. Javante was the was most likely that person's RB one, so they're yep. they're obviously looking for help. So that's right. the first guy I approach. Yep. So. Well, all right, Tommy. That looks like we've that's it's it for the show, man. That was a good one. You know, we kind of made it in under an hour and a half, which is rare, um, but good, good. You know, we zoomed through some of these guys, so you know. Um, just want to encourage everyone again to go check us out at dynastyprosfootball.com. Um, you know, you're home for all things dynasty football. Be sure to check us out here on YouTube. And when you get the opportunity, please, you know, subscribe to the channel. It helps us out quite a bit there. So hit that thumbs up. Yeah, absolutely. We appreciate that. So, you know, just uh, make sure you're looking for us next week, Tuesday nights, uh, Dynasty Pros Fantasy Show. So for myself, for Tommy over there. We appreciate everyone, everyone for watching the show. You all have a good night and and good luck with the waiver wire tomorrow. <laughs>